Mike's Daily Podcast. Welcome to Cafe Anyway, somewhere in Podcastro Valleyton, the last place on earth. Mike's Daily Podcast. I'm singing again on my podcast at the beginning, but this keyboard that I'm using, what? I used this uh, little keyboard years ago, and it's it's still working. So that's it. That's the end of my song. But I tried buying a new keyboard. Mike's Daily Podcast. On Amazon as I was starting to get to that on the last podcast. But this FF episode Mike's is Daily 2000 Podcast 654. Yeah! 2654. And yes, it is amazing how Amazon gives you so little information when you're looking at stuff. And I saw the keyboard and I go, it's really cheap. It's kind of small, but you know, with technology today, it probably sounds pretty good. So I'll go ahead and get it. And I got it and it was small and it was cheap. And whenever you tried changing the volume, make it a little bit louder, it made the sound like when a cashier at the local grocery store is scanning it with a little scanner it makes a boom, boom. Every time you touched anything other than the keys, it made boom, boom. And I said, no, I can't make this work. So thankfully, they have a return policy of just basically put it back in the box, take it to a UPS store, uh, show them this little scan. What do you call that? The multi-weird, bizarre black and white image that's supposed to have a it's a code thing the code scanned image whatever they call it and sure enough they'll take it back and give me back the money so I guess that's the only good thing their stock went up last week and they had apparently good earnings so and here's today's podcast picture the podcast picture is from the lovely Heron Bay area in San Leandro I was there recently in the middle of the week and I took that picture somebody had put a American flag there and I love going there I used to go there all the time with the late great Basil the Boxer and years ago when I first came to the Bay Area and I'd come up here with my then wife and a lot of her family lived up here and they still live up here and I still run into them sometimes it's interesting so everybody's cool everybody's still nice to me and the late great Basil the Boxer and I used to go to the Heron Bay. And when I would come up here to visit from Ventura County in the last podcast, in the Let's Go Back with Matthew segment, you heard my radio days in Ventura County. Mike Matthew! And I'm so excited. I just found on YouTube, somebody has uploaded a bunch of American Top 40 countdown shows with Casey Kasem and Shadow Stevens somewhere I have on vinyl the very first episode that Shadow Stevens did when he took over in 1988 I think it was so Casey had stopped doing the show in 88 started his own countdown show called Casey's Top 40 or Casey's Countdown I forget but yeah he, uh, Shadow Stevens, who used to be on Hollywood Squares, I think he took over for Peter Marshall. He had a great voice, baritone voice, and so he took over. 
And I have that very first episode. He did this theater of the mind thing where he was walking into this. Oh, wow. I'm walking into the huge vault of American Top 40. And oh, look, there's a statue of Casey Kasem. It's amazing. Okay, let's get on with the countdown. I think number one was Don't Worry, Be Happy. So that must have been 88. But when you listen to your local radio station do the American Top 40 countdown, usually if you have a, a adult contemporary station in your hometown or like here in the Bay Area, we have something called 80s Plus, they will do the countdown and all you hear are Casey's Top 40 countdowns from 1980 to 1988 because then he stops. So you don't hear anything from 89, no fine young cannibals, no guns and roses, who else is big in 89? Roxette? There was uh, uh, Janet Jackson? B-52s? Depeche Mode? So you don't get any of that. Or maybe. Maybe they squeeze one in there somehow. But the thing is, is that I got this keyboard and it was awful and I'm returning it. Because I am, I am all about trying to find a new keyboard. I, wa- I want to... Do a little bit more composing and performing and maybe write some songs. Just get get back into the habit. If you learned an instrument and you put it away, get that instrument back out again. I know I usually tell you what today is, like if it's National uh, Kiss a Dog Day or whatever it is. But it, it should be today National Find Your Instrument and Play It Again. What where, Rediscover that musical instrument. And start playing it again. I think that would be great. So, I have been talking to my cousin from Germany. And she apparently is on the same continent or pretty close to me. I'm here in North Northern California. She's down in Mexico, going to Mexico City. And I have not seen her in almost 12 years. So, dang, I, it's, uh, it would be very cool to hop on a plane and go down to Mexico City and visit her. I can't do it at the time, at this time. But this would be the time to do it. Yikes. Opportunities when they strike. I should go, shouldn't I? I could take a little break from work. I think I've told you a little bit about the craziness that's going on at work these days. Because I work for a company that's being particularly hit hard by the economy right now. And radio radio is particularly... Let's just say it, it's... Whenever something bad happens in the economy, radio finds out about it first. Radio responds to it, reacts to it first. And you can really feel it. It's like as if in the storm... And let's say the economy, bad economy is, you know, bad winds blowing and storms and and thunder and lightning. Well, radio is just this tiny little shack that just melts away and it falls over and it tries very, very hard to withstand the elements of a bad, bad economy from what I've seen. But it is something, hopefully we weather the storm and get through it. And when you have disagreements with people at your work hopefully whoever you're talking to is listening because there's nothing worse than an argument where the two people aren't listening at all and not getting what the other person's saying and then it just goes into more confusion and more 
disrepair and argument and heat heated feelings and emotions. It's just stop and really listen to each other and maybe we'll get to a point where we agree on something as we go outside a cafe anyway where we bring you Mike's Daily Podcast somewhere in Podcast Valleyton, the last place on earth. Listening. Listening is so important. Yes, hmm. so at any rate, all right. I got a little distracted there. I had to go away from cafe anyway for a second, but I'm back. So yes, what happens is you you so you're trying so hard. Oh, I I got a response from my cousin. She said, "I did you see the Oh, she went to the Yucatan. She saw a whale shark." Oh. Awesome. Gosh. You know, there's really no excuse. It's so close. I need to get on a plane and go there. I need to go to there. So yeah, Amazon has their little items that you want to buy. And you're I don't know. Does it have this? Does it have that? And sometimes you can ask questions and people will answer. But you don't really know until you get it. And then you're like, ah, okay. And then you just, well, thankfully they have the returns. But I wanted to talk about facelifts. And plastic surgery It's very tempting isn't it The older you get You're like oh look at all my wrinkles I'm very proud of my wrinkles I know I am not 20 year old Mike anymore I've lived some life I've done some things I would not do plastic surgery Unless it absolutely was necessary Like a bad injury or something I had a tooth knocked out When I was a teenager So I had to get that reconstructed But it's interesting in Hollywood right now, facelifts and plastic surgery are huge. People are doing it now because of the strike. They got some downtime and some time where they can disappear for a while and then suddenly reemerge. And what? Huh? Is there something different about you? Is Madonna going to get some more work done? I don't know. I hope not. I'm a little worried about her. But yeah, I don't know if writers get plastic surgery, but definitely the actors are going to do that. There's this weird trend going on where people are jumping on stages and attacking or throwing things. Actually, it's more people throwing things. Mike's absolutely useless review. Now, they act in the media as if this is a new thing. This has been going on for a while. In fact... I knew of it particularly in country music. Travis Tritt had a song called Here's a Quarter Called Someone Who Cares that got to be a hit. And when he would do it in concert, people would throw quarters on stage and it would hit him in the face and it hurt. Of course, he's making all this change <laughs> on the stage, but it still hurt. Same thing with Chris Ledoux, the late Chris Ledoux. Fantastic rodeo champion and then a great country singer was a big inspiration to Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks sang about him in his first number one song, Much Too Young to Feel This Damn Old. But when he would do this one song, Copenhagen Angel, I think is what it was, people would throw their Copenhagen chewing tobacco cans on stage. And it would hit him. It hurt. I think, I don't know if he ever said stop doing it, but I remember witnessing it once going, what is going on? This is ridiculous. So now people are doing it again and people are jumping on stage. I remember seeing Crowded House. The new 
Nosebleed section. In the late 80s at the Arlington Theater in Santa Barbara, and some guy jumped on the stage and ran over and hugged Neil Finn, <laughs> the lead singer. Oh, yeah. And yeah. the security guard grabbed him, pulled him off stage, and Neil Finn said, Wow, that guy just hugged me. I'm starting to feel some feelings I'd never thought I felt before. But yeah, it's nothing new. Mike Scavenger Hunt. The media acts like it's something new, but it is something that shouldn't be tolerated. And I don't know if it's because people are going to concerts and spending all this money, $400 a pop for a nosebleed section tickets at the Taylor Swift show I heard last week. It's pretty interesting. And you're sitting behind a post and you can't see her. She's so far away. And you're not going to remember the concert anyway because it's a Taylor Swift concert and people forget them for some bizarre reason. But, yeah, people are, it's, uh... What's the cliche of the week? What's the cliche of the week? What's the cliche of the week? What's the yeah. cliche of the week? You know, these performers, a lot of times they're so introverted. They don't like to go out there. They don't like to meet their public. And then their public is demanding to meet them and jumping on stage to meet them. They're just, they're not going to go for that. And they shouldn't. What's the cliche of the week? 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 Live performances, live radio. Anything can happen. Be prepared for anything. But yeah, got to try and cut down on the really weird stuff. Okay. And finally, speaking of weird stuff, this whole thing with Hunter Biden. Everybody who wants Joe Biden to be impeached and they're just basically saying everything, every reason why he should be impeached is because of his son, Hunter. And Hunter's doing this, Hunter's doing that. Look how corrupt Hunter is. Hunter's messed up. Okay, everybody agrees with that. I don't think anybody on this planet is going to defend Hunter, except for Hunter. But the, the way Republicans just stretch that around, I'm not saying all Republicans. I'm saying, so that this is basically, to say all Democrats are supporting Hunter Biden is just as ridiculous as me about to say... Might rip someone a new one. Republicans support Trump. Not all of them do. Some are like, no, I don't want this guy to be president again. I don't want him to run to be our candidate. But it is a very interesting world where you've got basically the kettle calling the pot is calling the kettle black. Or just maybe the pot called the kettle and said, hey, kettle, what's up? And the kettle said, hey, pot. What's going on? And he said, Hunter Biden. And Kendall said, well, what about Trump? Well, just, you know, cocaine. Yeah, well, you know, but uh, hid important documents and did things that no president should do. And if the shoe was on the other foot, if a Democratic president did that. Oh, well, what about Hillary? Da, 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 da. On it goes. I hate the world of politics. <laughs> I don't, the last thing I want to do is defend a politician because you, they, they, you can't defend them. The things they've done to get the power that they want. I don't trust them. 
Couldn't you tell? Okay. And one other interesting thing. So that goes round and round and round. And I hear that all the time on conservative talk radio. And I heard, ooh, ooh, I heard this one thing. Will you shut up? Liberty Nation Freedom Foam for All. I'm William Sharp. And I want to talk to you about Joe Biden. He's old. No, this is. <laughs> that's my Willie Shut Up conservative talk show host, Lampoon. Okay, so this particular talk show host, who's conservative, and he's actually a very smart guy. He wrote this the other day Could not believe what he was saying Because both sides of his mouth Were a flapping He said August 1st 2023 will long be remembered As a dark day for America That's when special counsel Jack Smith Unsealed his latest indictment Against former President Trump It's a miscarriage of justice Again The wind has been unleashed And a whirlwind will be reaped the Micropedia Insanica. The wind has been unleashed and a whirlwind will be reaped. There's a lot of wind there. Somebody ate Mexican. The former president, I'm talking refried beans, folks, because that will get you gassy. The former president is essentially being indicted for free speech. Hold on. Lewis Black impression coming in three. Two, one. What? Matthew's News. How all of a sudden that is free speech? He was president of the United States. And we're, we're bickering over free speech? He's not some guy on the street who's running around naked saying, I'm doing this for art. It's free speech. Baloney. He was the president, the former president. He did that while he was president. No. Anyway, he's this conservative talk show host goes on. He's being indicted for objecting to the way the 2020 election was carried out. (laughs) I'm going to stop right there. That's all it was. Wrong. He has a right. To object to the way the election came out He has a right to be A stinking stupid sore loser Every, Everyone is allowed to be a stinking stupid sore loser Because you'd be in jail You know what? Let's think of your friends Your circle of friends Who you play games with Let's say maybe you play card games Or maybe you play Scrabble And you come up with wonderful words that don't exist. But let's say your wonderful friend came up with a word that don't exist, that does not exist. And you said no. And they get really mad. They knock over the board. All the tiles go everywhere. And they storm out. Would that person still be your friend? That was our president. That was our president acting like that. So what in the world, the the way conservative talk show hosts defend this indefensible which is a very good thing which is a very very good thing how uh, would they would they be okay with that if their kids acted like that if they were sore losers it comes down to <laughs> the guy was a sore loser what in, what in the world was that about and it hurt his ego wah look he has done i hate when talk show hosts go look then no, i don't want to look 
besides this is radio so I'm not looking at anything unless you're trying to be a modern day talk show host where oh you got the video going oh that's exactly what I want to see is your mouth moving in front of a microphone that is so exciting okay he says he's being indicted for objecting to the way the 2020 election was carried out so they're basically saying he shouldn't be indicted for his opinion. No, 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 no. That's not what this is. Oh, he's being indicted. I didn't even finish the sentence. May I? He's being indicted for objecting to the way the 2020 election was carried out for maneuvering to keep a job that he believed was his. Um, you lost an election. Okay, I understand even Joe Brogan is starting to think, oh, I don't think the election was 100% on the up and up. More and more I start to believe because I got all these friends that whisper in my ear stupid conspiracy theories. I'm starting to believe and everybody listens to my podcast. So I'm Joe Brogan and I believe the election wasn't 100%. Just like I believe these vaccines don't really work. And they're just putting stuff in our bodies and our systems so that they can control us. So, yeah, he was maneuvering to keep a job that he believed was his. That's all right. That's all right to bend the rules. That's all right to completely break the law, bend the rules the way you want it. Is it? Is that what we're teaching our kids? Is that what you got going on in your family with your friends? When they do that and they knock over the Scrabble board, not to give Scrabble all this free uh, publicity on my podcast that's listened to by maybe one person. It may be two. Maybe my cat listens to it. I'm not sure. But no, I think he stopped listening. Anyway, cafe anyway. It goes on to say it really shouldn't matter if you love Trump or if you hate Trump or if you land anywhere in between. He says, I've always disagreed with the former president on this. And I've said as much, including to Trump himself. But that is not what the indictment is about. So basically what this person is saying who wrote this is saying, I believe 100% that he is guilty (laughs) for trying to change the way the election was, for objecting or being obstructive or whatever. But this is not, this, this isn't, this indictment's bad. It's like, no. He says, you're allowed to throw, oh, here we go. He's all into sports, so he's got to make this analogy you're allowed to throw Hail Marys in American politics and Trump's ask of Vice President Pence to put aside the ballots was such a Hail Mary I'm glad it was incomplete because it wasn't constitutional he even agrees it wasn't constitutional and now as of today Trump's lawyer is saying oh no no, he didn't really ask the Vice President to put aside the ballots nope And this ends with saying this is simply an attempt to criminalize American politics and it's a precedent that we cannot unset. It was a very sad day for America. This sounds like something where this particular talk show host had to write something, had a gun put to his head to write something, and this is the best he could come up with. It's horrible. It's when I heard it, I was, oh boy, what? What? Just don't say anything. 
don't get that that the misophonia, the dysphoria, the whatever is not is is abundant and nothing's connecting there. Anyway, cafe anyway, Joe Brogan. If you agree with him, then you're part of a billion other people that listen to him. And good for you. I'm happy you have a, no dysphoria or misphonia or dysphonia. But I do think you and I would agree on this. That there is a lot of tip fatigue. Americans are growing frustrated with this ubiquitous prompts going on. The Okay, I'm trying to buy a $4 bottle of juice and they want to add on a 20% tip. Tipping prompts. That wonderful, when they turn that screen around and you got to touch that touch screen and say how much you want to give them. And they're standing right there with their big puppy eyes going, oh, give me a tip. Well, all I did was buy something from you. You didn't do any added service. You didn't come and check to make sure my water was filled every five seconds. You didn't, why am I tipping you? So apparently tipping prompts are popping up everywhere from bakeries to repair shops, even at airport self-checkout machines. And I talked a little bit about, I heard this first on an NPR show. I thought it was really well put. Because it, that they call it that hor- the horrible turnaround when they turn that screen around and now you have to press one of the buttons. Do you want to do 15%? That's good. They even tell you how the tip is. 15% is good. 20% is better. 25% is great. You want to do great, don't you? Payment screens are now everywhere letting merchants who never asked for tips before add a gratuity option. And they are loving it because they don't have to actually ask you. It's there. Reminds me, so my cousin visiting Mexico is originally from Germany. When I was visiting her relatives, uh, her grandmother actually, in 2009, and I'm with her grandfather, grandmother, um, and my mom, and we're eating at a restaurant and I had agreed to pay because they had been such wonderful hosts. And it was like the first time I'd ever paid for anything at a German restaurant. And what happens is the food server, when they're done, they come up to you with the bill and they don't drop it off and say, oh, when you get around to it, no rush, da, da, da. They wait. They stand there. They're watching. How much money are you taking out? Oh my gosh, the pressure was, um, first, I, I don't speak German. I speak a little, I listen, but the way, you know, now I don't know what they're saying. Thankfully, my mom did and could translate and my uh, uh, aunts and uncle could do the same. And thus, I just, I'm fumbling. I don't know the money that well, the euros and all that. And I'm trying to figure it out. And I, they go, that, that's good. That's give, give her that, Mike. Oh, that was crazy. I only did that once when I was in Germany. It was too <laughs> It was too stressful. If you if you have done this, if you've gone through this and you've done it multiple times, kudos to you. Big old kudos. And don't get cooties from the kudos, but yes, good job. Some people feel pressured to tip as screens display their selection to everyone in the checkout line. Yes, so talk about pressure. 
to talk about the uh, tip stress. So tip fatigue is growing. Two thirds of Americans have a negative view of tipping. Yes, two thirds. And 30% say tipping has gotten out of control. 30%. 41% of Americans believe businesses should pay employees more than relying so heavily on tips. Almost half of people believe that. Leisure and hospitality workers make an average of $21 per hour. That is up from $16.50 in 2019. Barely half of people now tip food delivery workers, while rideshare drivers fare even worse. Barely one in four hotel housekeepers get a tip now, and barely one in four tip coffee shop baristas anymore. Yes. Remember when they were tipping them all the time? But still, there are some places where they do the turnaround with the screen and yikes, you you feel the pressure to do it, the stress to do it. I got that from Rob Black. I produce his podcast. He does Rob Black and Your Money, the Rob Black Show podcast. You can find it everywhere. I thought that was very interesting. And snap shares are swooning Snap shares are trading sharply lower after the company provided a disappointing forecast for the September quarter. I remember when they went public and I thought, oh, wow, here's a social media going public. I should probably buy some. And I talked to my financial advisor and he goes, yeah, that's going to be Las Vegas money. Do you believe in blowing money in Las Vegas? And I said, uh, no. When I go to Las Vegas, I try to leave Las Vegas as quickly as possible because I'm leaving Las Vegas Cheryl Crow's first single and wasn't it also a very sad movie with Nicolas Cage and Elizabeth Shue well Snap the company is struggling to grow as it continues to invest in machine learning AI and other new technologies their revenue is down 4% from a year ago they said they now have, uh, they're up about 14% as far as daily active viewers. It fell victim to TikTok's rapid growth. Their strength lies in its person to person messaging, a format with few opportunities to sell traditional video or photo based advertising. And of course, Instagram copied them. It does a lot of the stuff that they were doing. It was not, able, is it going the way of Vine? Is what I want to know. It was not able to keep up with the addictive nature of TikTok. We'll say that for the Chinese. They came up with quite a, an addictive app. It That's why many politicians are so scared of it. And I will not download it to my phone because I did have a phone where I downloaded the WeChat app, which also comes from China. And immediately it started to tank. It, I, I basically had to throw it away within a m- couple months. So... I'm a little hesitant. Plus, the whole nature, the addictive nature of TikTok, where you're constantly swiping and looking at this and looking at that. And I don't think I want to go down the rabbit hole. It, Let's just say you go down the rabbit hole much quicker with TikTok than you do with YouTube. YouTube, you can put the brakes on and go, ah, I'm going a little in a bad direction here. I need to stop. Uh, it's like death, uh, not death, doom scrolling. I'm scrolling a little too much. I need to stop. TikTok just, it, they have it. They know. 
<laughs> they know how humans are and what they're going to watch and what they want to, if they see what the person is doing, what to give them more of, give them more of that hit. Because today, YouTube suggested to me that Casey Kasem thing, which is fascinating because it is on Sundays, as of today, as of this recording, today is Sunday, and I always listen to a little bit of Casey Kasem later in the day when the local radio station replays it, and I'll start to check out, oh, wait, what's this song? What's that song? And I'll look it up on YouTube. And YouTube figured it out. And they go, Mike's listening to Casey Kasem. Let's start sending them the Casey Kasem channel. And they got me. Snapchat is the third most likely used app among Gen Z users. The third. Trailing behind TikTok, number two, and Instagram. Trailing behind TikTok at number two. Oh, really? Instagram's at number one. Interesting. And I'm on Instagram at Mike's Daily Podcast. I am definitely not on TikTok and won't ever be on TikTok. Uh, so that's my plan anyway. And one last AI thing. Netflix is offering up to $900,000 for an AI-focused product manager that will be used in all areas of Netflix's business, including helping the company create great content. That's what they're looking for. Meta, Microsoft, and Amazon have been teaming up on a maps project to try and crack the Google map. You know, Google Maps is, everybody's using it. And then there's an Apple Maps now. I have not seen that. I remember when I had an Apple device, I had an iPhone years ago, and I tried using the Apple Maps app, I almost crashed. And I knew several people that had the same issue. It is it is a death trap, that app. But uh, apparently it got better and people are using it now. So Meta, Microsoft, and Amazon are teaming up, which is amazing. That's part of the whole FANG thing. You always hear about the FANG stocks. Well, there you go. There's three FANG stocks trying to go after the other two <laughs> and with this whole maps thing. So it's, it'll be interesting to see what they come up with. And PayPal is having an issue. PayPal started by Elon Musk years and years ago when he wanted to call it X.com, which he's now on the road to doing again. And Twitter's going the way of X and SpaceX and all that. But Apple Pay is getting popular, and that is a problem for PayPal. Outside a cafe anyway, somewhere in Podcastro Valley, ten, the last place on earth. Look who's here. Hello, Michael Myers, it's Madame the big old honors. That was very interesting. Ooh. Did you ever date a politician? Yes. Was he like scum? Yes. Are you going to become a politician someday? No. Oh. Wow, Madame Rutabaga. We're learning a lot about you. Yes, I don't want to get into politics. That's wonderful. That's probably why we still like you. Yes. You know, I look, can't believe. What the hmm. hell is this place anyway? I don't know where I'm supposed to go now. Michael Masu, maybe you should talk to that guy over there. Oh, hello. Hey, look who it is. Hello, Dave Mike. This is Valentino the Parking Attendant. And this is Bison Bentley. Mike, when they scream, lock her up, they should be talking about everybody that gets into politics. They 
Lock them all up, Nate. Yeah, lock him up. Do you know Wow, that's an interesting thought. Then who would run the country? We, hmm. Wowie, wow, wow, wow. Well, we'll think about that later, guys. You know what? I've kind of gone a little long today on today's podcast, so let's jump right into it. It's the Mike Matthews New Tunes View. Yes. Here are a couple songs that I will play for you. People send me emails, mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com with songs that they are coming out with and all that. And I'm going to play you some of them. You ready? Here we go. This one is a Chicago band called Born Days. Born Days announced their debut album, My Little Dark, as well as a fantastic animated video. It is the conceptual dark wave synth pop project from Chicago-based multi-instrumentalist, singer-songwriter, and producer Melissa Harris. Let's listen a little bit to a song called My Little Dark by Born Days. podcast was called visual and this is definitely more of a visual thing the video is amazing wow it's only had 335 views and somebody already posted in the comments i'm obsessed with this wow because of the interesting thing of the of the animation and whatnot all right so that is born days and now here is another band by the name of semi western I Never Meant What I Say. It is a new single from them. Hailing from Texas Semi-Western, and that's all lowercase letters, is an indie band consisting of Ty Baumstedt and Daniel Gonzalez. Their creative undertaking took root in their childhood as they crossed paths as aspiring tennis players competing in national junior tournaments around the country. They would later reunite in their 20s, sparking a musical connection that would become the foundation of semi-Western. Here is their song, I Never Meant, I Never Mean What I Say is what it's called. Wow, both those songs very dreamy, the first two. Let's go, let's see if this next one is dreamy too. Dreamy-ish. All right, this is a band that is called The Session. And they're spelled, it's not S-E-S-S-I-O-N. I think that's how you spell Session. They spell it S-E-S-H-E-N. Session. Today... Bay Area Collective The Session announced a new full-length called Nowhere. It'll come out October 6th. Alongside the news, the six-piece dropped the dreamy... Uh-oh, another dreamy song. It is a very dreamy podcast today, isn't it? Uh, and by the way, I can only play those little snippets, as you know, or don't know, because YouTube will ding me otherwise. So hopefully you get a taste of what the song is about. You can look it up on YouTube if you want to hear some more of the song that I'm playing and this song is called Lost at Night and here it is the song by The Session 
Okay. Dreamy, the dreaminess continues. Song number four is by Stevie String. Oh, Annie Hart. Annie Hart is her name. And I think I played some of her stuff before. Renowned musician and composer Annie Hart has released her fourth full-length studio album, The Weight of a Wave Today, on an uninhabitable uninhabitable mansions. This album is a fun and upbeat collection of songs ranging from kraut rock-inspired electronic pop to post-punk. Brooklyn Vegan says of the album... While she's mostly been associated with the gentler side of synthesizers, the new album shows she can rock too. Here is Annie Hart's song, Boy You Got Me Good. Oh wow, the video is very bizarre. It has her face on top of other people's faces, and that's a little unsettling. Okay, thank you, Annie Hart. And the last song is from Tony J. Recorded entirely in 2021, two years ago, Perfect Worlds, the new album by San Francisco's mysterious lo-fi pop legend Tony J., delivers an intimate record of 13 dreamy, assured arrangements that further cements Tony J's status as a dejected crooner of the quotidian par excellence. Drawing inspired from failed relationships, lack of sleep, a bicycle injury, that sounds like someone from the Bay Area, and depression, Tony J pairs pairs catchy melodies and hushed vocals with ethereal instrumental tracks and here's tony j with perfect worlds Which song did you like best? I don't know about any of those, to be honest. <laughs> was not as blown away. Sometimes I do these, and you can go back, go to my website, mikesdailypodcast.com. There is a search bar. I don't have it at the top like I should. Like most websites have a search bar at the top. But you can search, if you scroll down a little ways, there's a uh, there's a search section where you can search through past Mike's Daily Podcast. And if you type in the words uh, the Mike Matthews New Tunes Feud, and it should show you all of them. As I tell you this, I'm testing it. And yes, there we go. Like there's the one from, I did one July 30th. And there was another one I did July 4th. So, yeah, you can go back and listen to some of them. And let me know which one you like best. If you like any of these songs. Which one? Maybe you did like some of these dreamy tunes. And you can do that by calling 510-228-4640. And with more ways to reach me, it's A-Frame. Say something. Everybody make some noise! (laughs) Bringing to you live from... Podcaster Valleymont <laughs> Mike's Daily Podcast. I just want to just um, thank everyone for joining us here on this show. This is great. 
Mike's Daily Podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. Download or listen to his show and read his blog at mikesdailypodcast.com. Email Mike now at mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. Bye.